as I expected in the world. With uh, great ups, there are the inevitable downs. Right now, I'm feeling down. It's not the fun moments. Um, why am I feeling down, per se? Yeah, personal stuff. I felt happy when Biden uh, became president-elect. A sense of relief. A sense of order had been restored. But I realized after the adrenaline, I still had to piece together the issues and struggles in my life. Some from that higher up, but I know it's not going to be instantaneous. I still have to do good at my job. I still have to maintain my reputation. I still got to acquire monetary gain and save it to eventually get to the next step in life. I always felt that my moral obligations took a second uh, a sidestep to to my adult life and I guess I'm so down now because I'm constantly in, in battle those two sides I feel that my morals are more important I know it's like protesting and fighting versus comfort and safety. I want to fully drown myself in war. I want to have the battle. But a part of me also knows what happens if I win a battle. And I now am only a soldier. You can win the war with tactics. Total war, that's what they call it. Immersing yourself in nothing but bloodshed. It would be the ultimate killing machine, but what happens when the killing stops? I realize that's, that's what a lot of military members think about. At least what I consider the smart ones I do this I do my job so others don't have to that's the point right at least in my mind but what's the point if the war never ends if the war never gets better I guess I guess I would say that I never truly want the war to stop just get easier slow down until the next major battle I always saw war as a game Some can be intense battles, while others 
are there for sport to remain forever sharpened. There's always going to be new tactics, new ways, new technologies, advancements. If we don't destroy ourselves and destroy each other completely. Well, as long as there's two people alive, there's going to be an, an issue. And if they know that the other exists, well, it's game over for one of them, if not both. Well, I guess that's a pessimistic way of thinking. Sometimes I also like to think that two people see each other and they know that that's all they have. So they enjoy the time together. And the world is based on people's actions. Sorry. Sometimes I tear up. I don't want this to be the end of me. I don't have a legacy. I want it to be the start. So I even started to do this. I know I wasn't very consistent, but I think it's important to only speak when you need to be heard. Speaking otherwise would just be mindless babble. Making important things like this a job will always lead to disaster. When your income and your your life, your way of life surrounds speaking on injustice, well, when injustice starts to slow up and it's not as rampant and starting to become solved, what are you going to do? You had to make injustice yourself. been a crazy few years and not just four but many years before that we have the ability for peace but we rarely ever utilize it but I don't think it's because uh, humans are naturally chaotic creatures no, I think, I think certain people, they get a power. Certain people get into a certain mindset. I believe that people, the wrong people, can get into power and start to bloody the hands of the innocent, saying, you can join our ranks, but you have to kill for us. And because they're innocent in their mind, they don't realize what they're doing. So it, so basically, they're creating tainted people. Now, the thing with tainted people are they're not inherently evil. They're not like the uh, those of 
full-blooded evil. They're tainted by evil, and they're scared. But blood does wash off. You always remember what you did, but it does wash off. Some can never quite come to that realization and choose not to take it anymore. But others realize that they this is the hand that they're dealt. They put themselves in that situation, so they'll do the best of the situation and try to teach others. They will inform how they got their hands bloody and they will tell their story to whoever listens and explain how they have gotten God. And others might get inspired, others that might have been tainted, will realize that they cannot do anything about their tainted souls, their hands. So then they will decide for the sake of the innocent they will face their sins and sometimes facing your sins free you it doesn't give you a pardon but it recognizes you it recognizes that the pain that you went through and you truly repent it uses your your moment of weakness as as strength for others it does not go unnoticed as a saying the truth will set you free sometimes you say the truth in a corrupt system and it punishes you the truth isn't bad it's whoever wields that truth Whoever is in power and wants to do with that truth, whatever they so please. I have obligations on this earth, moral obligations to people, to friends, to family, to jobs, but slowly each and every day I get to this thought what really is my obligations do I have to separate myself to then reattach to come back to run away or retreat should I say but then come back for them I can't save them I'm only preventing the inevitable I'm only keeping them afloat on a, a boat with a hole in it. I have to fully patch that boat. That's the problem. That's the issue that has been going on for so long. We keep trying to patch things. We keep trying to keep systems working. But I, fe- I fail to realize the true harm in completely abandoning something to start anew. Not saying that you have to take let's say let's say a ship. Let's say last time the ship was abandoned, 
it was in the 1600s. Now you can abandon the ship altogether because it's it's too much water. The whole you you try to ride it out as long as you can, and eventually it just succumbs and have nothing and have to start from scratch. Or you could take what you can get from that sinking ship. Take all the goods, the information, the technology, and try to make a better ship. You're eventually going to have to uh, come to either one. That's the honest truth. You won't get to have both ways. You can't keep patching the hole. Eventually, it will damage the ship to, to oblivion. I ask right now, and I record right now because maybe no one can see it right now. Maybe no one will ever find this. I keep thinking. Would someone believe I'm the most intelligent man 40 years ago? Or 40 years from now? Sorry. Would someone <laughs> maybe think I was handsome when I was young? Maybe uh, believe fantasies with me. Admire my voice and things that I hate, characteristics that I hate of myself right now. Would they dream of being like me or meeting me? Sometimes I think like that. I know, it's strange. But I think of Edgar Allan Poe. How there are people to this day that admire him. Even creepily so. They, they nearly praise him though his work went unappreciated in his own time. Maybe that's a good thing with technology. That is forever. The internet. You can find a lot of things. But the bad thing is with a lot of people you can lose a lot of things in the sea of information. All it really takes is one moment we'll call it a divine act it usually comes out of nowhere I guess I'm still waiting for my divine act I'm still waiting for that day for my words reach an audience I still wait I'm saying this because I don't know what else to do in my life. I don't know what else I can do. I have tried to be the greatest person I can be and I will still continue. I will still continue to give my all. But it feels like it goes unnoticed. And at times I'm reminded that it does go noticed. People do say it keeps my chin up. So that's why I keep going. It's that little sliver of hope. It's that little sliver that keeps me going. 
I think that is my greatest characteristic, no matter how devastating the odds. If I could still have a little sliver of hope, I will latch on to it, I will cling to it, I'll pray with it, I'll cry on it to make it grow, I'll plant it in the soils of spirit and passion. Right with every emotional tear I have to give it whatever nutrients I have in those tears to make it grow. Grow into a, a dream, a prospering dream. I call the dream the bud, and when it finally blooms, it is reality. Now it never looks as beautiful as the pictures or how it's portrayed in the diagrams, but I still need it to be real. Just for once. With that being said, this one's done.